And I'm doing the dance. I haven't, I haven't started anything yet. <laughs> Can't do the dance then. I'll do whatever fucking dance I want. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 293. And I'm here with Adol. We. And returning Lucy. Hello. Hey. Sick bed. Back from the dead, almost. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> <laughs> Has been a couple of weeks. Like yeah, two weeks. Mm, yeah. Mm. I, I imagine being sick and being in bed and lying around... You've played every video game in existence. No, complete opposite. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that's how that you might know be the I case. Sick. Yeah. yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> Nothing. Good. Fe- feeling better now, though. Yeah, much. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, and Adol, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm great. I guess the electricians are in. I, so I've had a, a messed up day mm. of being in and out of my room. But uh, what? Meh. Uh, you know. I also didn't play, oh, a spoiler, I didn't really play a lot of games. Okay. They've been in all week, and so I've been like, I should have just played game. Instead, it was like, I'll try and do work. Oh, now I'll try and do work in the kitchen. Oh, now I didn't get enough work done, so I feel like I should work and for two days straight. <laughs> and, like, I didn't get to do um, thingy um, first looks this week because mm. electricians were supposedly going to do be around... Um, they weren't. I mean, they were, but like, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, um, yeah so I think basically me and Adil are just trying to shorthand say, like, you're going to be doing the talking then. That's fine. Talk that's about fine. Resident I mean, he, I mean, I did a lot of the talking last week, so I feel okay. And that's yeah, fine. And I have nothing good to say. You, you'll probably, you know, make up for it in, in beers for me this week, because I've only got the one. After my brother and I drank all of my beers, apart from this one over the weekend, um, so mm. it, it, it will kick into beers. And it's just one for me this week. Uh, I'm drinking Good Chemistry's Deep Thought, which is a cacao and tonka stout, six percent, lovely pink can. Everything on that little percentage oh. wheel all knocks in almost exactly the same percentage, forty-two percent. Ah, of course, for everything. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a deep thought. Exactly. It's a yes. hitchhiker's reference, right? Uh, so hoppiness, maltiness, bitterness, sweetness, all 42%. Uh, a big, rich stout full of roasty, chocolatey malts enhanced by judicious additions of cacao nibs and tonka beans. Um, theory, young sloths are so inept that they frequently grab their own arms instead of tree limbs mm. and fall out yeah. of trees. And this pairs yeah. with life, universe, and everything. Yeah, I watched a uh, sloth documentary uh, several months, a slothumentary a couple months ago at like, I don't know, I don't think there was any sport on that day, so it was like (laughs) 1pm on a Saturday, and I was in tears because the poor baby sloths were just falling out of the trees, because they think it's it's a vine, and it's like, oh, no, and then, yeah. They just look back up. 
Do they do they fall in slow motion? Like everything straight out the tree. And their instant reaction is uh-huh. <laughs> Poor things. Oh, yeah, and they climb on like electrical lines and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have I have yeah. seen that before. Um Lucy. We'll mm. move away from sloths. What are you drinking? Yes, please. Um I am gonna start with a beer from Birmingham Brewing Co., which I haven't had in a while. Um, ah, yes, the BBC. Is, yes, the BBC. <laughs> and um, it's the Blonde Brummy, which is hmm. 4.4%. Um, small little 330ml can. Mm-hmm. Does it have any flavour text? Um, Caramelised British floor malts, resinous British hops, and a complex bittersweet finish, so... All British hop, uh, malts and all British hops, and that's about it, really. Yeah, probably can't see the can because no, incredibly yeah. difficult mm. to see the can. Just, just, mm. just, yeah. just a lamp on. Yeah. <laughs> nice, uh, Adol. What are you cracking mm. into? Uh, so, I th- whoop, that's the wrong one. <laughs> uh, you were on an Arbor kick, and I don't think mm. this was one of them. Okay, but I didn't check. I meant to beforehand, and then I just sat here and forgot. Um, but I don't believe you had the Texas Sunday morning, did you? I have, but I don't think I like drank on the it pod, on the pod. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's a hazy India pale ale or a hippa. Um, not to be confused with hippos. Um, hazy IPA brewed with plenty of Amarillo accompanied by Citra and Idaho 7. It's a one pint can, 6.5%. It's a lovely, um, uh, I mean, I've never been to Texas on a Sunday morning, but it's a really nice sort of crack of dawn, mm. very simple aesthetic with the purple blue at the top going into like a through the reds and the orange just by the arbor leaf on the bottom. Very nice looking can. I, you know, you had the bling can the other day. Uh, um, mm. They've been doing, a, I like the variety, but still basically just being like a color scheme, our leaf mm. and our big name, but like very different looking. Um, they get. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm uh, cracking into. Brilliant, nice. Uh, we'll roll back around then to this deep thought from Good Chem. Uh, um, it did it did pour with a much bigger head than uh, than it has at the moment, which has dissipated really, really quickly, leaving just a little bit, which laces to the glass quite nicely, but but you know sits down a little. Has a lovely full nose. Lots of chocolate. Lots of roasted. Dark chocolate on there. Hmm. Mm. Now let me straight away, even at six percent, nice medium body. It's not too thin. It's not too thick. But it comes through with that flavour mimicking the nose really, really well. So it does hit you straight away with a lot of um, dark chocolate, roasted malts. It's got this tiny, tiny touch of sweetness in there. Like it's 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 almost it's it's really really light. And I think if you weren't kind of looking for it, if you were just sort of like you you know hadn't read what this was, you saw Deep Thought and it was just on keg somewhere, and you went, yeah, cool, I'll have it. I fancy that. I'll have one of those. You might miss it, and it may come through a little bit more as I drink it after these kind of big initial roasted. 
bitter, chocolatey kind of flavours. But there's a nice little sweetness in there as well. And I don't know whether that's... What was in this? Cacao nibs and tonka beans. What's giving me that little hint of sweetness, which is just sort of buried under everything else? Hmm. Buried or hmm. buried? Nah. <laughs> Definitely not the fruited uh, mm. kind. Is- is it like a vanilla type sweetness? I mean, it's, or? it's not, which is why I can't really like associate. It's not like the Tonka. It's not kind of sweetness coming through from a vanilla sort of flavour. But maybe it is. Maybe that will kind of unfold more as I drink it. Just in that initial flavour, it's kind of just just deep down in you know mm. underneath kind of everything else, but. Sounds like you need to have a deep thought about it. Mm. Uh, Licorice, molasses. It's a little bit, yeah. It's got a little bit of sort of a molasses taste Mm. to it as well. And kind of all of that leads very nicely into this lovely lingering bitterness as well. It is quite a dry beer, but it's just wet enough that even with that nice chocolatey bitterness that sits on the end, I can just sit here and let it go and not worry and go back to the 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 sort of the beer thinking oh i need to refresh my palate it's just a lovely long lingering chocolatey bitterness and that's 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 pretty much it at the moment it's 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 doing kind of some big flavors it hits you with them and that's kind of it 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 sort of sits very very nicely so it'll be Interesting, because I've got this for the entire episode, to see how quickly Mm -hmm. I drink it, firstly, but also to see what comes out of it as my palate adjusts slightly. Um, And it might not help. I did have a rum about half an hour ago or so. No, that's the sweetness. So yeah. that, that might be yes. Sugar cane, it may yeah. <laughs> it may just be the it may just be the sweetness from that that is um that is kicking through. But I think there is something in there. So we'll we'll see as I as I get through it, drink it more, and if that sweetness does come out, or if I've just ruined my palate completely for the year. <laughs> um, Lucy, we'll come to mm. you for the blonde brume. Yeah, it it poured a really nice head. Um, probably about a two finger white head. It's very murky um it's got a it's got a light amberish caramel mm. look to it but yeah like you could have fooled me like you could have said that there was like check pills and the malts in this because yeah it, it, it smells like a classic uh you know lager yeah um, rather more so than a what i'd expect from like a blonde blonde beer but it's got a lovely like moorish bready smell to it as well mm. and a slight bit of slight bit of, you know like a hint of like lime or something like that in it but yeah it smells great nice it does look lovely as well it's sort of mm-hmm. it, it, it is a lot darker than i would have thought a, a blonde yeah a blonde would have been yeah is it the yellow in your lighting or does it have a coppery no, tone to it it's genuinely it, it, it probably looks a bit thicker from there mm-hmm. um from where you're seeing it but it is genuinely that color mm. I was going to make a bottle blonde joke, but it's a can blonde. <laughs> yes, it is. It doesn't work. Um, you know, because really bottle blondes aren't really blonde, but they call it. It matter. Hmm. I'm not really getting the where the blonde is coming from <laughs> mm. in this. It's 
it's very much reminding me of just like a traditional lager, you know? Interesting. Yeah. It's a very, very different style. But a nice yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. They do, they do like a Brummie lager, mm-hmm. which I haven't had in ages to be fair, but if you put that in the, this in that can, wouldn't have been able to tell the difference probably. Mm. Um, I don't get how this is a plum Blondale. Um, mm. It is a genuinely a really nice kind of lager. Um, it's very crisp. As I said, it's got a very <clears throat> Moorish, bready, malty taste to it. It's really that's really nice, and that's that's what's coming through the most. And it's got a long bit of finish, so it's got all the characteristics of like a uh, you know just a normal. Pilsner, or you know, just hmm. <laughs> but not a blonde. This had been mislabeled. Yeah, I was gonna say Quite when possibly. you said when you said <laughs> if if they had put this in the other can, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm like, did they put it in the other can? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's it's a strange one, but it's it's a really nice beer that I'm enjoying. You know, as I say, it's very crisp, very refreshing, and. You know, it's just a really good lager, mm. lager slash crossed with a blonde ale <laughs> hybrid. But um, yeah, it, weird one, but really enjoying it. Okay, really well, good. I mean that's good. Mm. So ultimately, that's what counts. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really light and just really drinkable. It's got a slight bit of hoppiness in it. As I say, that light malty breadiness is. Is really good and nice bit of bitterness on it. So yeah. mm. this this won't last long. It, it was a smaller can anyway, yeah. but it's it's just a really nice beer. Nice, be fair. Mm. perfect, good. Uh, Adam, we'll come to you then for the arbor. Mm, yes, it, it uh, poured with almost no head, which is great because it poured right to the brim. <laughs> it, it looks Filled identical to after I poured it. Yeah, um, it's very hazy. Um, like you, you can see shadows, not really even. Mm. Um, a bit of a straw, slightly gold color in person. Maybe a little more orange than it's just going to show up on the on the um, video. But even just holding it here, like not even trying to nose it, I was getting um, lovely, bright, zippy citrus. Um, it's slightly tart undertone. That's why I think it's citrus. Um, but like, think sweeter, maybe. Yeah, not quite tangerine, but like navel orange, like a nice ripe navel orange, um, with a bit of tropical undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, delicately sip the over poured beer. Ooh, it's nice and thick. You can't kind of be very delicate when it's that full. Mm. Keep it away from well, all electronic goods, or I just <laughs> do the usual thing and spill everywhere. Uh, it, you can tell the 6.5% is giving it um, a really nice, almost uh, creamy uh, thickness to the mouthfeel, but mm. also creamy just in the fact that like that navel orange sweetness is there first. So it's giving it, you're hitting that thickness and that sweet citrus first before the tartness comes in. So I think it just makes it feel full-bodied and, and a little, um, like I said, creamier. Mm. It's... Uh, it's really good. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I'm almost at a loss for words. Um, but for the sake of the podcast, I won't be at an actual <laughs> loss. Uh, 
I really like um, it's very clean in the that zippy citrusy in the mm-hmm. in the in the start uh, and and most of the taste. But as that fades away, you're getting this really rich, hoppy um, finish. But again, not not very strong. So I'm, there's still that sweetness lingering, but just enough to be like, ah, yes, beer. It's that an ever so slightly pininess to that bitterness, but mostly it's just just. Um, yeah, just like a light citrus, not even grapefruit, just a nice, like, low, low, low key bitter that just sits on the palate. Um, yeah, there's a very deceptively simple beer, I mm. think, like, as in, like, you know, I talk about taste curves sometimes. This is a very simple curve with a couple main phases, if you will. I'm now abusing my own terminology. Um, but that, uh, but they're just, it's just really tasty. The transition's really light. If it wasn't for that thick creaminess, you would be, you could easily be um, just totally not think this is like a four or four point three percent sort of standard beer. I'm glad it has that creaminess because it's making sure I take the sips a little smaller. And there's so much of that burst of um, citrus with slight tartness and then like fading away that um, that you don't need a lot of the beer in your mouth to get that taste. And it's really refreshing and really. Um, rewarding so i'm glad that that creaminess kind of is discouraging bigger sips because i don't think just because it's such a simple taste curve i don't think taking bigger sips will get you any more than smaller sips Mm -hmm. in a beer like this i think if you want that taste small sips are gonna do it but again because it's also a short taste curve i mean the finish lasts a while but it's nothing like if you want that sort of sweetness you're just, just gonna have to go back so that's probably also good that small sips are enough yeah it's just it's Really tasty. I mean, Arbor, as Ben's been talking about the past few weeks, has been knocking it out of the park, I think, the last uh, little while. I've just, uh, like I said, even to something nice and simple, um, you know, you can taste the Amarillo, the Citra, and the Idaho 7. They're all, but they're all kind of working together. It's, it's a uniform, very clean, clear taste curve. Nothing's muddled. It's just, it's just enjoyable. Yeah. Nice. Um, just as an aside, uh, I, I looked at, like, untapped for this beer just to see if it was, like, the same colour. Just mm. the easiest way to tell. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the right beer. It's just, <laughs> you know, it doesn't quite uh, fit the description. But as I said, like, if, if you put this on cask and it was a hot day or not even that, it's just, like, a really good drinkable beer. I could have several of these. It's really nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's just, like, I'm in the mood for, you know... A, a lager, a lager blonde ale, <laughs> or or it's just caught me right tonight. But yeah, it's it. I I really enjoy it. So and it doesn't have that kind of like metallic uh, taste that you can get in some lagers. It's, mm. it's just really nice. So yeah, yeah. I also tried to jump on um, Untapped, and and mm. that's when I noticed that um, Untapped, like no one says anything. Anymore, it's just numbers and yeah. the odd picture. I was like, oh, I wonder if I was like, oh, I wonder if Lucy's because I was like, oh, maybe it's if this is a different beer, I'll check what how Lucy described it against how anyone else described it, and I scrolled down through two pages, yeah, and didn't that's get a it, single that's... person saying anything, except one guy being replying to another guy being like, ah, oh, I see you got that. Sorry, I missed you, <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, this is more please, social yeah. network than beer tasting. What is going on? <laughs> Yeah, it, like, there are so many, so few, like, descriptions, um, 
nowadays. I use it just as my own personal database. Mm. <laughs> like, I had this beer and I either liked it or didn't like it, and it's like... Mm. Because I forget which beers I drink. Not yeah, because I drink so many. There so are so like, many. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I could, There was a way that... Maybe there is a way to, like, make... Uh, I thought about this, like, making my profile private. Mm. Because it, it doesn't help anybody, like, just putting three mm. stars on this beer. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help the brewer. It doesn't help other people. So, I was Well, it kind of does. Yeah, the aggregates matter. Look into that. Uh, true. But I was, I was thinking of... Uh, you know, just not rating them, but then I'd actually have to write about them, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, maybe I can't be asked to go into this. Maybe I just want to, you know, for the record books, it's like, oh, yeah, I had that beer, mm. I, and I remember... I, I think the best is when I... It, probably not when I'm having beers at home. It's probably when I'm at somewhere. That's more mm. of a memory than... right. Like, oh, I was at this particular pub, or, or you know, at this time of the year and stuff like that. So that's that's a bit of, like, memory jogger than just, you know, maybe, yeah, just checking into it at home. Yeah. But, checking into, um, your, you know, Christmas party beers last year yeah. and, you know, those kinds of things. It's... You can make your account private, then it will only show updates to friends, and you can just unfriend everyone on your list. Oh, okay, I might do that then. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll keep... The friends, whoever they are, they just. I mean, I think I have an account. I think I've <laughs> used it less than five times. Yeah, I might, I might just make it private then. In that case, yeah, it makes um, sense. But but the thing is that I, you know, I hope I speak. I, I you know, for most people who are using the app who don't look at it for the scores, yeah, and just you know. Just for reference like this, was it the same colour? Is it the right beer? And just mm. not, oh, I'm not going to drink this beer because someone voted it three stars, my mate, or some... The, most people voted it three stars. It's like, I think most people drinking craft beer and enjoying it are just like, they know that, you know, the merits of tasting it for themselves. And Absolutely. And experience themselves rather than looking at all the people. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's different. I don't know yeah. whether we've had yeah. this conversation before i feel like we have in terms of you know using something like untapped to kind of like review beers versus you know the gaming industry uh, and game reviews and, and things like that and how a lot of sites you know the game will go to kind of one person who has played that and yeah someone might edit their review but that's mostly uh, uh not the editor playing the game as well and then kind of corroborating or discussing the points that they've made. It's more just editing the text that they have kind of put forward or asking for more explanation and, and those kinds of things. Um, whereas something like Untapped, yes, it is a, a more like Metacritic where they're gathering everyone's reviews sort of together. But, yeah. you know, on something like Untapped, without any of that explanation, with it just being a four out of five, a two out of five, or whatever they throw up, and a picture to say, yes, I did, here is that beer that I did drink. It, it's sort of one of those where it's almost worse taking that than it is for, to say, for, for beer makers than it is for developers going to individual reviews and going, okay, the game wasn't, say, to this person's tastes. So they've only rated it like this, but we know that it's competent in these areas. Going to the next review, this person loved it. Because they love these kinds of games. Okay, we you know take that with a bit of a pinch of salt and see what they said about it. For a 
brewery going onto Untapped and going, well, they've rated our beer as a three. It's average, mm. you know, out of all the beers, but no one said anything about it. <laughs> did they, did they rate it a three because they didn't like how grapefruity it was? Did they rate it a three because they didn't like the color of it? You know, these kinds of things. It's almost the worst place to be, you know, those kinds of sites and, and places like this where yeah. you can rate and review beers, but you're just saying, star, photo, done. Kind yeah, of meaningless, uh, absolutely yeah. meaningless. I think I think the yeah. brewers will probably get their feedback from you know the people coming to the tap room, and you'd hope so. You know, yeah, rather I I I just feel it's more of a you know useful tool for like oh I like this beer where is it where is it on mm. I see that I see brewers more so using it for like that purpose mm. like updating what they have on um at their like actual physical network geographic yeah. network yeah yeah i i i'd imagine it's they use it more for that rather than pull it in a kind of like scores it's not like and let's be real like a, a pint is probably like what seven pounds at most in most areas and mm-hmm. a video game is 60 pounds and the aggregate scores are not fed back to the publisher or yeah, whoever sure. is selling yeah. the beer and say, look, this is how good or bad our beer is. Oh my god, stuff. I just thought of the most horrendous, and I'm sure there's a, some fucking tech asshole thinking about this, but imagine a, a craft beer pub that just their shtick is they give yeah. you the top ten untapped beers every week they refresh and they're like, we're the um, best in the world. We're the we we trust I, this I, social I, I, network I, I aggregating. They don't make enough some of like the for macro that, companies. Mm. I imagine some of the macro companies, if like people are making like small batch or something or trying a new beer, I bet they do look at that. Like this is how many people enjoyed it on Untapped. Mm. We're not we're not brewing any more liters of this beer because two people gave it one star. <laughs> we're not at a hundred percent hit rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be like, we didn't reach our KPIs, and just shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> like, yeah, and I can see, hopefully that's, uh, you know, I think it must be a couple of years ago that we had this conversation, at least. Uh, if we even did, I'm pretty sure we have. Um, we have definitely had this mm. conversation. It's worth, you know, touching back on just to see oh, yeah. what the state of that app is. Um, I, I feel, you know, I know you two don't use it. You two have absolutely dropped off. Yeah. Of that, I just don't think people, you know, in our spaces use it for that kind of kind of thing. I think you know people listen through word of mouth or just knowing breweries or just wanting to taste things. So. And I, I think it's also to, a little bit maybe to do with uh, like drinking habits. Uh, I would imagine a lot of people fell off the app kind of when the pandemic kicked in, you know, not going out mm. to the place X and drinking the beers there and, and rating them and those kinds of things and talking about them, not going out with your mates so much to sort of share beers and things, and then maybe getting back into it, getting beers in at home and all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things, uh, you know, using it a little bit kind of more again. Uh, and then maybe, maybe people starting to get back into it now that they're going yeah, out a little yeah. bit more but again it's probably more like if the three of us went out for a beer and we all sat there and went this is this blah 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 blah. we're more than likely to go on untapped and go a bridged version of what we've just said put a photo mm. thingy you know put a photo of adder with his beer put some thingies on 
kind of done rather than me popping out with Kim having a couple of drinks <laughs> be like hang on pause conversation I just need to go on untapped yeah. very quickly and yeah, put in all of yeah. this information it, it, it it's kind of that situational it. thing as well isn't it yeah. uh, unlike very differently game reviews which people are paid or you know just through wanting to put some some thoughts and things out there uh, uh kind of invest a little bit more time in to put together yeah. so mm. yeah paid as in part of their jobs not paid yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i know what you mean microsoft just before, have just spent know. one billion pounds can hang yeah. only got up four just in case some sad fanboy quotes, you know, <laughs> this snippet of this unknown podcast is saying, look, they paid for Halo oh, reviews. But, I, bet, um, I bet that, you know, you, you, <laughs> before we get into sort of, um, you know, me talking about Resident Evil, um, mm-hmm. Lucy, you, you let us know. There's a very excellent anecdote from you uh, on the Halo, just the Halo Reddit or the so, Halo so, Infinite so Reddit? Yeah, please, Reddit? Please enlighten us a bit. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what day. I think it was just I think it was Monday and I was just like you know just mm. I, I was like oh the Halo reviews are up oh, okay um, and I think it was a I think it was over the weekend where where they had to lock the Halo subreddit because people were being toxic about a free multiplayer game it wasn't even about the single player mm. game um, because it was before the reviews came out it was about the free multiplayer game like all i've heard about this multiplayer which i think came already installed on my xbox <laughs> oh really it's the halo <laughs> box it's the halo box so okay. it's like i think it was pretty anyway um because it came out on the same day the the, the multiplayer launched so i guess that makes sense but um yeah all, all you hear is people bitching about it <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and the subreddit, you know, full of lovely people, uh, comparing it to free for free to like Nazi Germany by not having uh, all the game modes in it, um, like all the ones promised, or just the ones this no, asshole no, just, wanted. Ju- it, it isn't singular at all; it's plural. Yeah, but, um, I just meant <laughs> no, because I think it's a case of that Halo's always been. You know, it's been a stalwart in, ter- in terms of like multiplayer. It's always had many modes and stuff like that. And I think everyone knows this game came out hot. You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they delayed yeah. it a year, so it's like it's not going to have all the features at the beginning. And guess what? It's free. Mm-hmm. So it's like how people are this entitled. It's not like they paid even paid any money for it. Just I mean, didn't they mind. though? Because they wouldn't have bought an Xbox X. I I imagine like if, most of these people yeah. are playing on. PC. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I imagine it's the the really toxic PC people who are like you played Halo back in the day on Xbox, original Xbox. These are grown ass, let's be real men, and they're all just complaining. Well, obviously they're men, they're gamers, Lucy. Women don't like <laughs> games. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm glad we've got we, the, women only, play the only jeweled, yeah. and that's not a real game. The only woman who Mobile plays garbage. real games is right here on our podcast. That's it. No more, obviously. <laughs> to be fair, I, I played a lot of Bejeweled in my lifetime. But, um... <laughs> the the <laughs> hate on that game is hilarious. It's like, oh, it turns out a lot of people like this game that can be played on Bejeweled's many great. things. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a clearly a puzzle game. It's got some strategery, some randomness. Oh, 
Bish bosh bam. Nope. It's yeah. like the the poster game for for toxic people to get mad at, and also <laughs> yeah. I doubt most people even play it anymore. I mean, well, I play it because yeah. I want that five points on my Xbox mobile app for my. That's um, what I was about to say. <laughs> not not one person hasn't played Bejeweled on their Xbox 360. So stop lying to yourselves, gamers. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it's just it's just sad to see. It's like like you know, it sounds like. The game's good, which is more than I ever expected from it. I thought it'd just be a little bit more fun crackdown, but it seems like mm. it's more than that, so crackdown free that is, but Oh, I need to And play people that. are just upset. I don't get it. It's like it's a free game. It's like how can you be entitled about anything? Nobody owes you anything in this world, especially Microsoft. <laughs> so it's just like, I mean yeah. even even just the idea that they're like, I have played Halo, so I know what Halo should be. It's like, yeah, but this is a new one, isn't it? So yeah. it's different. Yeah. I am kind of like on on <laughs> this, and something I thought was actually really good. I got an email from Microsoft uh, last week asking me to mm-hmm. fill in a questionnaire about Age of Empires 4. Okay. Um, which yeah. I did. I, I fully went through this and gave a kind of... Not detailed thoughts, but, you know, yeah. a, a few sentences for each of the questions. Um, you know, asking me about my experience and, you know, why I've, because I said, yes, I have not played for a long, you know, for a while now, picked it up for a bit yeah. and then put it down and told them why and all of these kinds of things. That makes sense. Give, give your feedback in a, in a constructive kind of way. Mm-hmm. And it, the people who are asking for it. Well, yes, the people who are asking for it, but also there's been plenty of places. <laughs> like official forums and things to do this but in a much more constructive kind of way you know on various forum sites don't really exist in a um a kind of a a way that they used to you know in terms of being like here is a game a game sites forums and here are the different threads and rooms and whatever for different parts of said game um, where they can say let you know here is where we want you to give us your feedback on on this but there'll be places that you can kind of do that in a in a much more you know critical yeah, if you need yeah. to be but constructive kind of way rather than just halo is not halo i want yeah yeah so some people were being, you know, constructive in their feedback as well, but you know, it was just a sad case of that always got drowned out by mm. people just being absolute cretins. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame. But it, nobody knows more about the shortcomings of whatever that multiplayer game is more than 343. And they are probably, I mean, I think they've voiced many times that they're committed to adding all these things there's going to be seasons and stuff like that so yeah yeah and I, I think people are just angry about oh there's cosmetics in the game so like don't buy them because oh is is that what the fuss was was that that the, the, that's one uh, of the that's one of the things where it's like oh you you had time to add the cosmetics but you didn't have time to do all these things and i'm just yeah, thinking because, it's an intern the, on yeah, microsoft say. paint uh you know Spray painting cheap fucking. I mean, it really betrays how little these people know about the fucking hobby they claim is their entire identity. Like, I am only games. I can't handle a life without games. But also, I 
I've never thought about how maybe artists and not just coders work, but also coders couldn't do the artwork. Oh, and also it's not just like generic banging on typewriters until game appears. <laughs> isn't it all just lots of zeros and ones? That's, that's what a backslash is. That's it. Isn't it? Uh, I think I think that Halo Reddit is full of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shocking. Um, but yeah, I think it's out. I think it's out, I think it's out today. It is today. Yeah, it's out today. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I yeah. I, I mentioned last week um, about my um, kind of experiences with um, the Master Chief Collection and how mm. both Reach and Halo Four had failed me. Um, mm-hmm. I did give not so Reach. Uh, yeah, I did give Halo Four another chance, <laughs> and it worked. Uh, the the, the oh, level good. the level that wasn't loading um, after I'd come out of the game right. and gone back into it and stuff it did load and, and all it was it wasn't anything to do it was literally just the big giant bus that I was on just kept right. driving yeah. around and that was pretty much it um, until we got to the end of that section um, but I still at some point will play a little bit of that. Do I play Halo 5? I didn't even really remember that it existed. Uh, I thought Halo Infinite was Halo 5 until I saw somewhere that Halo 5 (laughs) was Halo 5. So, Which Halo was the RTS? Halo Wars. Yeah. Mm. I played... Which one's the top-down one? It's like a... um, Like a a twin-stick shooter. Which one's that? Pass. I do not know. Uh, Halo sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't I think I've played I I I've played Halo five. Halo two. Liberty City three. Uh, Remastered <laughs> with terrible upscaling. <laughs> Halo hot top down shooter. Spartan I didn't know there was one. Spartan Assault. Yeah. Okay. I played Halo Spartan Assault. <laughs> Halo 5 and the first Halo. And that's it. Right. Um, so I have no affinity with the series. I don't care about the Spaceman. Um, <laughs> but I will, you know, probably check check, check this one out. Spaceman um, is green, though. He that is green. Sense. Green's an alright colour. I mean, you, you know, he's green's my... the second best colour. All red colour. It, it's probably in my top ten. The second but, um... best colour. <laughs> yeah, After purple's yellow. the best one. No, yellow's the best. It's purple than green. I mean, I like all the colours, so I just I just pick black. Um, okay. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might, I might go back and uh, and play Halo Five before jumping into Infinite. <coughs> I've, I've got no desire or rush to jump into to Infinite, other than just you know it curiosity yeah just to see what it's like uh, uh, you know going into it being in an open world kind of structure and yeah i can see some of the criticisms that the reviews put out about non replayable um, kind of campaign missions and yeah. those sorts of things sure okay, i think that's but, coming they yeah, said yeah, yeah. with the along with the curve yeah as i say came in hot so we're lucky we're even getting a halo that's true <laughs> yeah yeah but i could see how that would be pretty fun in you know for all the co-op people like that's probably what if you played Halo in co-op, it's like that is probably like the golden, you know, 
what you want out of a Halo game, like open world kind of physicsy Far Cry kind of nonsense in mm-hmm. it, and yeah. So I feel sorry for those people who can't like just hop in and come mm, up day one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I've it's literally... free on Game Pass, so <laughs> yeah. I've played. Um... Plus, it's USB. I think three rounds of Halo something on the 360 at my neighbor who lived above me in Amsterdam's apartment one evening. Mm-hmm. That's my Halo. That's my. Oh, yeah. That's my. That's probably equivalent to my. Uh, how you know experience with the multiplayer? Like how? Oh. How am I the non-Xbox man? I was you are secretly, the one who is yeah. You are the most Xbox of anyone. all of us. Like you are, you are generally the most Xbox. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't have. I got a 360 when I lived in Amsterdam, um, briefly, but I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two with a mate of mine and a couple other games, and that was basically it. Uh, and then when I got my X Bone. It was mostly to play like Titanfall and some other things mm. with the old Ool crew, mm-hmm. uh, and then I sold it and got a PlayStation Four to play Battlefield with you. And now the PlayStation Four, I think I didn't realize plastic could rust, but what? Have you seen it? Yeah, I never owned years ago. Yeah, I never owned an original Xbox because yeah, I didn't either. I had a PS2. Neither did I. I did buy one I once <laughs> to, to hack to make into a home theater PC. Okay, that's pretty good. And then I, I, I think I, I came, the I got it on eBay or something, and it came with Mech Warrior Two, but I never put the disc in the machine. <laughs> Put a different disc in the machine that wiped the ability to play games from the machine. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, plus I just don't like space, as you both know, so it's like... It's true. The Final Green Frontier! Space, man. Uh, nah, not a fan. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, shall, uh, we shall open some more beers momentarily. Well, I won't. I'm still supping away at this, this deep thought. It's my only beer for the episode. But um, moving on from Halo... Um, we kind of intimated at the start of the episode we didn't have much to talk about... Apart from my time with some Resident Evils, yes. Mm. Did you... I mean, I had a brief update. Okay. Oh no, what's it? Go, go for it then. I was I was going to have a chat about Resident Evil Seven uh, slightly before launching into some, oh. some Resi Eight chat. But no, what's your what's your? Oh, what, why don't we do my slight yeah, update? Absolutely. Because it, it's a kind of a tag to last week's chat, which I know you weren't here for, Lucy. But we were sort of talking about. Not playing games a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and I, like, I, I, I was tuning in. I remember. Yeah, uh, and so one that's of the how things... I feel this this last couple of weeks. How yeah. you felt that way. So, yeah. um, I understand. feel. I feel like um, I did. I got a few minutes here or there the past couple of days around electricians and stuff to play games, and I found myself. I think partly because it was not a lot of time. I just went. I played. Some Forza, yeah. Even mm. though I was kind of bored with the, and I and then playing some more Moonglow Bay. Even though I literally spoke last week about yeah. how I something went wrong with my saving and it like the clunky UI and the lack of auto save. Something um, went wrong with my saving. I overrode. Yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was bad UI as well. Um, but the weird thing is, I was like, oh, you know what, fuck it. I kind of just want to fish. It's been long enough. I'll just redo that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I turned it on, and I, my, it didn't recognize my controller, and it would only recognize the enter key. But then I couldn't scroll down to hit quit game or anything when I realized the controller didn't work and had to alt F4. And then my controller stopped working, and I was like, all right, PC gaming. Um, and so, drivers. Uh, so I, well, I just reset it and then the controller worked fine. Uh, I reinstalled yeah. it. Um, I should have done that in the first place, but, uh, and then it worked fine. Um, but in the meantime, I was like, oh, it's not working. Maybe I'll just, I deleted it and reinstalled it. And I went to the website and it said patch notes and the patch notes, it's like autosave when sleep, vsync. And I was like, oh, these were like my primary complaints. And then I installed it. And I don't think they've done that patch on Game Pass or something because oh. I installed it and then I played a bit. I went to sleep a couple times. I'm like, I don't see an autoslave slot, <coughs> slot when I go to the load save screen. And as we know, if we tuned in last week, the load save screen is literally a load save screen. Mm. And you have to pick the slot and tell mm. it to save or load. So there wasn't an autosave thing. And then I went to the options and there wasn't vsync. And I was like, I don't... I don't get yeah. it. Um, maybe. Mm, cause I, so I might tweet them just because I'm confused. Maybe it's a different build. Well, and the thing to... is, I, I like I deleted it and reinstalled it, so I should have gotten the freshest Game Pass build. But then, what is the point of... Oh, they said, uh, so, so, so they said it was... Did they say it was for PC? or? Well, it just, so the thing the is, the website just said patch. Because sometimes latest they, patch, they, so I think it must know. be an Xbox patch, and they haven't patched PC. I guess. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it didn't well, say on the website. I was just really thrown off. Um, but I, w- I wanted to mention that mostly not because I'm complaining about the game being buggy, but just because actually it's charming, and it, uh, yeah, a week away it, was enough for me to be like, ah, yeah, I still yeah, want to play this. Because you know, getting a patch up to like Steam is much quicker than you know Xbox, where you have to still go through. You know, yeah, I wonder whether it's part of that as well. Whether that potentially they have updated up um, Steam and it just hasn't been certified by you know Microsoft to update the, yeah. the even the the PC Game Pass version potentially because because it's like yeah it's like a yeah. whole thing mm. like, where it's like you can only you know update so many times and. Like PC, you could yeah. patch it eleven times a day or something. <laughs> well, that's I guess that's the thing is I assumed because it's PC that mm. that would be the easiest thing I think to it, send the patch I, to. I think it's, but it might be the Game Pass. Yeah, um, but, uh, ecosystem has the more, direct yeah. X whatever build mm. rather than the which you yeah. would think. Yeah, gaming is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Development is hard. <laughs> Oh. Um, but yeah, so that that was uh, basically it's still charming, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean it, the bits I knew what to do d- took less time. I didn't mm. catch some of those random fish I caught. That's fine. Marina mm. in in the uh, biology center will have to wait for those two fish or whatever. Um, but again, I, I think get back to that. I'll, yeah. I'll need to be in the right mood. Yeah, I think it, I realized when I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll play that again that it is living in the Animal Crossing space of my brain. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that you you deserted, you deserted your townsfolk. Oh, yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> they're not even real people, they're animals. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. Um, 
the but like in the sense of like oh sometimes i just want to like hop in hop out do do kind of nothing mm. and it'd be okay and I, the reason why i wanted to bring it up as an extension of last week's conversation was because like i didn't have a lot of time didn't really know what i wanted to do but it's like all oh, right like playing a race like i said easy drop in drop out and actually i just wanted to drive around the city the city the mexico mexico city whoops um i kind of just wanted to fart around and it was like oh right i like games and i don't have a lot of time and it's a, i'm familiar with these games and it's the familiarity even though like i said spoke kind of at length last week of being like i'm not really enamored with these games so much mm. it was like oh actually moonglow bay uh is the type of game that you're never going to be like I, I it would make I wouldn't be surprised if most people aren't like I'm in love with this game I want to play this all the time but that they would sink lots of hours in cuz like I said it lives in that animal crossing yeah. sort of space mm-hmm. while Forza I know some people are really into it and for me it was just kind of like that familiarity of the first week or so I played a bunch which means oh the electrician said in an hour he's going to come and put a new light fixture in I'll just turn on Forza and race until he gets here yeah, right. I, I I found myself having that relationship with Forza over the years. It's like, oh, I just feel like playing something every now and then. It's just like, yeah, I'll stick on Forza. Play it like like once every forty days or something. But you know, once you're in there, days. <laughs> once you're in there, it's just like, yeah, you can sink hours yeah. into it. So, well, especially now that I've I, I I stole someone's tune tuned up build for a Delorean. So it's an A700 <laughs> tune. I drive all my regular circuit and street races in a DeLorean, and it's usually my commuter. I'm like, ah, oh, I got a car. And then I tried playing a dirt race and just got ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah, ruined. Like, oh, yeah, this is not tuned for this at all. Yeah. I tried driving my Audi. In- oh, yeah, you got your like- Audi. That's right. Yeah. And then I stopped playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, this is not... A good car, Oh man, I, so I got that, like I said, I got that like 58 or 57 Healy, which is like the very fancy, expensive version of my silly car back home. Um, and it's so depressingly slow, and I'm like, this has almost doubled the horsepower of my actual car, <laughs> and it's so boring to drive in this game. <laughs> oh, no. what, what am I? <laughs> yeah. Just a scrub. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to update that I thought it was funny that I was kind of gave the impression that I would probably bounce off of both of those games last mm. week. Um, and just because I didn't have a lot of time, actually, sometimes it's that sneaky, oh, you played a bit. Not quite sunk cost fallacy. It's actually kind of the inverse of that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's it's a sunk cost cushion, right? I don't have to worry about anything. And because I know that I'm not super invested in the game... It's that mindset Ben and I were talking about last week about like, ah, oh, I wanted to play game. This was easy way to play game. I got enjoyment out of play game. Yes. Where play game is just like a variable state. Right? Not this specific game. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just feel like, oh, don't feel like watching TV or something. You just feel like having some more interactive media yeah. and just like, well, yeah. I'll just play Tetris. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I- Never got into that. Tetris. I, did, I, I didn't even. I meant to, to play Tetris ninety nine after you spoke so a few. Oh, I was just talking about like Tetris. Oh, I know. I just mean like I think it's because I've never got into Tetris in general. Like I've what? played Are you a okay? little bit. I mean, I, I've it's played enough Russian. of it to know how it works, but I've never been joking? like a Tetris is this a, man. Is, you, is this a hoax? 
<laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. <laughs> uh, who, years who and years of me saying it? stupid jokes have come to bite me in the ass. No, no, like I've never really got into Tetris. Surely we've what? talked about this before. Are you human? I'm a, a dancer. Um, <laughs> that is genuinely shocking to me. Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I played a bunch when I got my original Game Boy, which was a co-gift from my parents or Santa to me and my two sisters. And I basically was like, yoink, because for a while there, we had Tetris because it came with the OG Game Boy. Mm. But then I got other games. Sorry? I'm surprised you weren't indoctrinated from that day. Like, there is no... Tetris is life. (laughs) So I think I wasn't good at it and I didn't quite... Like I, yeah, I was young enough it. that I was, I didn't get the whole like mm-hmm. s- some of the strategy around it. So it was a lot of frustrating. Like oh, I'm slowly, I'm slowly mm. making mistakes. Uh, and then since that, like, I, and I never knew many people who like liked it or played it as mm. well. So it was a lot easier um, to just. I mean, if I had like a good friend who, with a link cable, that was the original mm. link cable game with the OG <laughs> Game Boy. Oh, I'm sorry, my heart just realized how old I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've like uh, I might have played a bunch more, but like I don't know. Well, I, I, I think it's like it's like Malpass was shocked that I don't really play chess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've played chess, but it's like that requires well, literal chessboard most of the time, and and I'm someone playing. else. And yeah, it a, is a B four two pawn. Mm. But I've played a lot of virtual chess though. But like you said, someone said like you have to play. You can only play one game now from now to the end of time. It'd be Tetris. It's like there's no really there's an island Tetris. Yeah, it's infinitely just, you just, just need just want to live that socialist life. That's it. <laughs> I don't know what I would pick. <laughs> yeah, you know, um... hail the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> They made the best game ever. Made. Uh, exactly. It would probably be Battletoads because I'd never finished. Oh no, don't play that. Um, <laughs> I, I think, Adol, you've played enough Tetris that it made you a socialist and you know, uh, um, it gave you a love for kind of puzzle games. But yeah, mm. I, I can see why it's one of those games it's that, you, that you would. I can see why it's one of those games that people would play in that first instance of being like, oh, I was saying, video game. I understand this. This is new and things. And then, you know, Mario, and you go, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, now I've moved on to something completely different. And then Tetris just kind of goes away forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Not for you, Lucy, you can obviously. Put Tetris in front of anybody mm. and say, play it, and they know it. Oh, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate mm. it and its soundtrack it's and just what never... it's done. And it's like, and the, and the fact that to this day, like you said, it is mm-hmm. very comprehensible. Like to the point where it was one of the first. Oh no, I think it was. There was a breakthrough. I was going to say it was one of the first games AIs learned how to play. Like, but it's not true. It was the original, uh, like six okay. or so Atari games. Like, right. so they, they, they. This was like ten years ago. They had game, um, like neural networks, mm-hmm. which were given no training or anything, just the algorithm, and then they were fed. Oh, wow. They were given one input again. Not like, hey, you, rules, just an input mm-hmm. of the uh, Atari screen and then um, and the fact that they could do the controls. Jesus. And then they figured out 
all the original run of Atari games and how to beat them because the neural network figured out that the points going up was a good thing. And so just iterative – I mean we're talking about like iter- like millions upon millions of iterations of I'm doing things Matrix and then dying. Right um, but, like- but like one of the things – so the reason I brought this up is because I, I misremembered that the, subsequently Tetris was beaten by the same sort of AI mm-hmm. uh, or this type of neural network like a couple years later or soon afterwards. And because, of course, that makes sense because it's, it's, it's essentially the same thing, like minimal input score – um, and then they just like crushed it. Um, but yeah, it, it, why I'm bringing this up is because what you're saying, Lucy, about like how you can hand it to anyone is like literally you can yeah. even hand it to a machine at this point <laughs> and, and it can figure it out, right? It, yeah. it is simple yet. But does the elegant. machine have fun? I mean, that is the question. Depends what you, what, what, <laughs> if, if fun is just a success condition, Lucy, then yes. Okay. And isn't fun just a success condition? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. No. Here's a here's a philosophical philosophical man dropping in, (laughs) parachuting in, asking us (laughs) instantly sucked straight back out again. (laughs) Um. Anyway, yeah. So so where were we? Oh yeah, I was going to give a brief update twenty minutes ago. (laughs) Should we open some more Uh, beers? Tangent about yeah. Um, uh, Aren't we glad that as more time passes, everything stays the same? (laughs) <laughs> there were years where I didn't even play games and still managed to have thirty minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's let's Good open to beers, Lucy. Mm. What are you opening next? Oh, I opened the beer first before reading it. Sorry, that's all right. Sorry. It's called Veda or Vada Veda V E D A. Oh, Streeter. Yeah, and it's from Free Hills Brewing. Um, spoilers: I've had this beer before. Okay. And I went back and bought uh, several cans of it today because I really enjoyed it. Ooh, what kind of beer um, is it? It is a single hop Nipah New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Uh, Veda or Veda means knowledge in Sanskrit. Um, each edition of Veda showcases a single hop variety chosen for its unique flavor and aroma qualities. Uh, yeah, nothing more on there, really. Uh, the hop is Strata, though. Mm-hmm. Um, 6.8%. Yeah. Um, Maltzer, Golden Promise, Carapils, Oats, Wheat, and Munich. Um, so yeah, Strata. Strata, 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 and nice. it's, it's a very nice beer. Hang on, see if, see if we can hear this. Did you get that? I'll turn it right up. No. no. Is, that, is that Google Vader. telling you how to say Sanskrit? Mm, Vader. It Vader. is Vader. Vader, like ah, Darth. Vader. Mr. Darth. Vader. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Learned That's some how the Lady today. Google says it. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Lady Google. Yeah, what's her the name? Latest the latest of Boris's appointments. <laughs> Peerage. <laughs> Does she have a name, Lady Google? No. Uh, Mm. Random random update. Uh, oh, the Google. Asks. Yeah, it, it's just Google Assistant. Right? <laughs> Evelyn Evelyn yeah. loves asking it um, questions, and mm. she said, "What's your name?" And it just went, mm. "I'm the Google Assistant." It's like, oh, so, cool. And it's like, "What's th- your I, name?" And I'm like, "Don't well, tell her. Don't 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 let her yeah, collect yeah, all yeah. the details. Just just no. 
So oh, good. I Let, have... Let's keep some distance between yeah. us and like creepy robots mm. who want to call themselves Alexa. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason is because yeah. Google, since Google Maps years ago allowed you to pick the gender and accent mm-hmm. of the, like they've extended that to google mm-hmm. assistant where it's the same thing and i think that's probably why because they'd have to have this like a really weird gender and culturally neutral name yeah um makes sense yeah. but but also i'd like that it's not trying to be your friend robot yeah. pal that's fun to be yeah. with yeah. to paraphrase because um, it's insidious Douglas Adams. at the end of the day <laughs> I love, like, I love how Microsoft named it after the evil AI who's going to like raise a robot army. I kind of like I that, like to that. be honest. Yeah. yeah, I like that. They knew what they were doing, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. Um, That's like, we are evil corporation, we're yeah. letting you know about it. <laughs> the, um, the funny thing, uh, so I had, I got, actually almost a year ago, maybe two years ago, time is an illusion caused by the past of history. Wow, I'm just having all kinds of Douglas Adams quotes coming to me. Time is an illusion caused by the passage of history, and history is an illusion caused by the passage of time. Um, Sorry, that's just one of my favorite Douglas Adams quotes. But um, I got (laughs) Spotify and Google were in collusion in November 2019 Mm -hmm. or 2020, and they were just like, hey, you have a subscription. Do you want a free Google Mm -hmm. Nest? Mini? And I was like, yes. And then I immediately put it on mute and turned off all of the sharing things. And so now the only thing it can do is like people with Google phones or Spotify can play music in my yep. room. Okay. Mm. Um, and it's one of the reasons why the latest Google update uh, pisses me off on Android because the screencast button is now pull down the menu and swipe to the right instead of just pull down the menu because I made all the buttons bigger, um, because mm-hmm. I use that quite a bit, because it's like, ah, oh, right, I can then, like, I don't have fancy speakers here. If I'm playing a game or whatever, I use headphones, but I just want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to it through my my TV that is my screen. I'd rather have it in the corner and have the Nest speaker, which is decent mm. for mm-hmm. a thing that can't be stereo. Like, they've done really good yeah. um, design on it. So, like, yeah, play my Spotify over there, and also that means... The volume of that is different from the volume of everything else on my PC. That's great. That's all I want. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know. It's because I just bought some old. normal speakers. <laughs> but yeah, you but it was free. You got it for a reju- Yeah. <laughs> I got Reduce it literally free. free. Can't, can't complain. Yeah. Because I was paying for Spotify. And then it's I. Still listening. I, and then Ooh. between Sp- any of my machines with Spotify, I can just click a button or touch a button and then be like, play it yeah. on that thing. And then it works. Just wait until it touches the old spark and kills you. Put the cube in my chest. Yeah. Speaking. <laughs> <of> fucking. <laughs> speaking of Transformers. At all? What beer are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking the Omicron. Oh wait, that's not trans. Uh, I am drinking this thing. Oh. It is the Imperial beer. Pastry Stout. Um, it is the Beer Club Number Twenty One by. Napumusen and Puny Club. It's um, they're both. It's a collab. Uh, sorry, I, I know I mm-hmm. probably butchered it. It's a Polish collaboration between two breweries. Okay. Um, who? Yeah, it's um, the OG. Sorry, the original gravity is twenty-seven point five degrees Plato. It's ten percent um, uh, ABV. Uh, it has. I don't have a snifter, sorry. 
Uh, yeah, it's a half liter of um, um, oh, yeah, wow. the Imperial Pastry Stout. <laughs> nice. Half liter of ten percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, nice. So we, I had uh, another thing by Nepomucin. I don't know if it's Mucin or Mucin. Um, a few weeks mm-hmm. back that I enjoyed, yeah. um, and this is also from uh, using credits on Beer Fifty Two's store because I don't think they did a Polish month lately, or if they did, I don't think this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I think I mentioned that I, I grabbed a bunch of random stouts yes. um, with nice. Beer 52 points, and I was like, oh, usually it'd be like looking for like known winners. I'm like, no, no, wait, they get stuff that I can't find here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what seems interesting? And I kind of just went wild with my 50% off points, and, and this is one of nice. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, we'll come back round to you. Uh, to the three hills, mm-hmm. but known for their stouts, be having an Epa. Yeah. It's a good Nipa. Mm. Very murky, very, very hazy. I think it's like, yeah, it's pure murky, nice. really. Slightly looks like pop water. <laughs> it's probably coming off a bit more orangey on the yeah. camera. It's a bit darker than that. Um, sort of like, just, well, probably a few shades lighter than the last beer, but it's a beautiful smell, beautiful tropical fruit smell. Yeah, not getting much more. Just mm, chocolate mm-hmm. fruits with the pineapple. I don't know if it's um, been sitting around for a bit, but it's not. It's not too hoppy, not too effervescent. It's, it's a lot softer. Okay. Um, I think maybe just the carbonation's probably probably gone because it's been sitting around for a bit. But it's very juicy. It's it's it, it kind of reminds me of like. Mm, not quite that juice bomb era, but probably probably not going for all that juice and very thick. But it's definitely it definitely follows the Nipa style where it's definitely more juice mm-hmm. forward. Um, not much bitterness on it. But yeah, it's like Strata. I like Strata as a hop, um, and. If you told me that it was a you know single hop beer with just strata in it, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty impressive. So it is very impressive, you know, really impressive. I wouldn't believe you. So it feels like it's got a melange of hops in it. Like it's so fruity. Nice. Um, they've really stretched that one hop. Um, God knows how much they put yeah. in the in the boil. <laughs> so <laughs> probably ten acres worth. So, but yeah, really fruity. Um, Really smooth, slightly creamy, not much bitterness, um, not much hoppiness um, at the moment. And um, when, when I drank this last, it was just fresh, like fresh from mm-hmm. the can. It's like this has been sitting around a bit, so probably advised to drink it straight away. Yeah, reasonable temperature, yep. but yeah, it, it, it's a really nice bit. Nice, um, nice. Um, yeah, a nice bit, nice bit of, was it 6.8%? So you're getting... Getting a bit of heft, um, slight bit of body, but yeah, it's it's really drinkable though. Really, you know, medium body, but <laughs> realistically, you could knock this back. Nice, nice. Very With good. Three Hills, the brewery who also had a series of beers called Of Juice. Does um, anyone remember? Right of Three Hills of Juice, Of Juice number four, Of Juice number six, yeah. They were. Yeah, maybe it's a, a not a continuation necessarily, but just a uh, 
you know, using using their knowledge of mm. making big juicy beers yeah. to uh, to put this out. So yeah. nice, nice. I've been looking for a big juicy beer. So uh, I shall. Yeah, uh, I shall Free try Hills and find make it. good ones. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Free mm. Hills. I don't really talk about them much or have them much on the podcast, but I really yeah. like what they're doing. So well, nice, good. Um, and Adam, come back to you for the Imperial Pastry Stout. No, muted. She be thick. <laughs> she do. She do. Um, oh, it's got a lovely <laughs> smell of like. I want to say. Does not sound weird? It's like slightly coffee, but also a certain type of chocolate, which is it's, this is definitely influenced by the season. It's like you know when you get like. Christmas tree someone, chocolate. No, it's, it's when someone Santa splurges heads. and gets the above bog standard advent calendar chocolate. Yes, dairy right. milk. No, <laughs> normally you get the the like really milky powder made from powder kind of. Oh yeah, this is technically chocolate. Yep. But then sometimes mm-hmm. you get like, oh, this might actually have been chocolate once. Um, like that that it smells exactly the same. Like it's like oh yes, a waft of like chocolate, but not like. A specific type of chocolate, or a spe- like a, like rich or dark, just like ah oh, yes, chocolate. This is generically chocolate, mm. not a t- bad thing. I'm just saying it's just it's the wave of that chocolatiness, um, and then a hint of of of, of a burnt malt or a roasted malt underneath. Mm. And and I think it's because there's a sweetness to this. Um, I mean, ten percent. That's probably what that's from. Um, oh, remember how. I don't know, seven hours ago, whenever we started this, an hour ago, um, I was like, oh, that 6.5%, it's so thick and, like, clings to the mouth. That's so nice. This is like a velvety smoothness that's just on my tongue. I, I mean, you can you can tell it's 10%, but it clings really nicely. And because, again, it's got this slightly coconut coffee um, chocolatey vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is really like geared down. So, um, that's really lovely when it's like, like when it, when the beer feels like it's grabbing your tongue, like it's just so thick that it's like attached. And the fact that everything's kind of like taking its time to make itself known is really good. Cause otherwise you can get overwhelmed mm. by it. Um, but yes, it's got like much more chocolate in the taste hint of coconut especially near the near the finish Mm -hmm. um but what i'm surprised at just because i had that sort of coffee slash burnt note in the nose i thought maybe i'd get more of that but actually the main taste is this like um like i said this slightly coconut but kind of chocolatey again darker than cheap superstore or supermarket um chocolate but not like Oh, this is dark chocolate as a hint of blah. Yeah, like it's yeah. right like it's just like a nice chocolatey wave. Know, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And just again, like, this isn't a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, like if you get like chocolate from like Lidl or something like that, it's like better than juicy box standard dairy milk, but it's like you know, a little bit more premium, tastes a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Not quite your lint or something mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. In the middle. Hmm. Sorry, my brain went about. somewhere really weird when you said lint. It went lint, belly button lint, 
And then I had a picture of a lint chocolate in my own hairy belly button. And I was like, no one needs to see this. Still, not even you. Um, Didn't need to share. <laughs> lint with the D. Yeah, fair. With a big uh, old D, D in the middle. I mean, that's NSFW if, if you've got the belly button and the D. <laughs> Should we, we talk about Resident Evil? I came, <laughs> I, I came back after two weeks with this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll finish talking about this, um, knowing that the editor is me, so I'm not going to cut this embarrassing <laughs> note out. Um, so, that maltiness is, is there as an undercurrent, and as the chocolate and slightly sweet coconut sweetness fades, you're getting a lot more of that in the finish. Again, a really nice, simple taste curve, just like a, hey, we're going to be sweet and chocolatey, and then when that starts to fade, you'll notice that we've been kind of roast, a little roasted, a little coffee um, afterwards. Um, yeah, really nice. Uh, again, I, I just, I'm surprised, given that nose of slight burnt or roasted malt that it it's it's like the nose is the taste because mm. just at the very end when everything's kind of fading away you're like oh yes i i can i get a little of that of that burnt that little roasted malt there but it's it's just as kind of like my brain said hesitant but that's not the right word it's just that like that as removed as it was in the in the nose like it's just kind of there but so everything else has to fade away for you to really pay attention to it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a good thing. I also like that um, it leaves the palate wet, like the mouthfeel, even though it's sort of going from a little burst of like sort of rich, rich sweetness, but not very sweet, but like a richness with some sweet. And then it's sort of sloping down um, that because it's not drying out my mouth, even though the taste curve is kind of like, kind of a swoosh. It's still like, ah, oh, yeah, but like, if I just pay attention to the taste, yeah, I'll want more. But actually, I'm not going to be compelled to have some more mm-hmm. after this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just a lovely, well-balanced, and I think um, mm-hmm. Lucy sort of said That's medium-bodied good. on her um, beer. And I think I would I would say this is kind of similar in that, that it's like a 10% pastry yeah, stout, but yeah. also nothing is like, Ugh! It's all kind of like level-headed for a 10% pastry stout that is chocolatey and has some coffee notes, etc. Because I could have made that so boozy and sweet where it's like, yeah, a bit overwhelming. But yeah, it's incredible and, you know, they can manage that. Like some of the Amundsen beers are just like, wouldn't think they're like 11% and just full of all these... Not adjuncts. Well, maybe they put some adjuncts in there, but when it's like, yeah, pecan maple maple pie, which is like something I absolutely wouldn't eat in real life, probably, because um, it's just too sweet. Um, yeah, they just managed to make it still drinkable. <laughs> yeah, so have that quality yeah, to them to to be able to put those flavors mm-hmm. across. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest, what you saying that is like, oh, actually, like I would be quite okay with this level of chocolate and this level of coffee mm-hmm. in in a day as well like it's it's, it's all like, that's what i mean by like level headed mm. it's just like a mm-hmm. Not really well balanced which again a, a beer doesn't have to be a beer could be much more much more boisterous than you would want your actual chocolate or your coffee but i i, yeah. I like that this is kind of like yes we're doing all these things and yes this is boozy but to be honest except for that like that clinging to the tongue immediately mm. ooh, 10 percent nah 
I couldn't be. Yeah, fair. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to check out this uh, brewery. That, I mean, Poland and, you know, most of Eastern Europe do really good stouts. So it's like. Yeah. yeah but I can't remember what I had by Nepo Muk and Musen. Yeah, I remember you having them. So I don't think it was a, a um, stout. I think it was a. Um, wow. I'll, I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah. Because I've just finished talking. Nice, cool. Uh, you, you, you come back in in a moment with uh, with the beer that you have. But yeah, I um, I got to chat a little bit about Resident Evil Eight because I really like it. Um, but first, to tee this up a little bit of Resident Evil Seven because I've kind of been bashing my head against it um, mm. for a a little while. I started it months ago it started this year i think but i picked it up and i put it down i picked it up and i put it down i picked up and i put it down and it's only the last kind of week um knowing that i had resi 8 coming that i decided to pick it back up and jump back into it and kind of instantly was reminded about why i kind of put the game down um it starts off kind of incredibly slowly um doesn't really introduce you to characters very well. You know, Resi has this good um, kind of history to it uh, of kind of, yes, drip-freeding you little bits of these characters as the game kind of goes on and leaving them sort of open. But you know from that first kind of cutscene who all of the characters are in the first Resi game, what you know, who you're playing as, what's going on, the situation. Seven opens up... At, a Jill sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Resi Seven opens up um, just a lot slower. Uh, um, and it, it kind of takes so long to get into, it. and then when you do meet the characters that you're going to be fighting and stuff, they're there for like thirty seconds, then they're gone again. You're like, oh. Mm. Okay, uh, who are these people? What's going on? You know, Resi's always got an air of mystery about it, about actually what is happening in these kinds of games. But it was just really slow, and then instantly, like, here's some people, but goodbye. And like, oh, brilliant, all right, I'll yeah. just wander around this little kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, swamp house again for a bit. <laughs> and it, the, the palette is really limited in terms of its kind of like colouring and, and things so it, it's just a little Very bit it's, it's so dry um, <laughs> and it was just kind of just I just didn't hit with me whatsoever may I posit uh, that I, I, I've seen I'm never going to play these games so I'll watch mm-hmm. playthroughs of them um, just from an observation I don't know if this reflects with what you think um, it seems like because Resident Evil 7 was just a big overhaul for yep. the series, you know, first person. And I think they were just very much drawing on the... <laughs> it sounds funny to say survival horror, because they pretty much, you know, uh, birthed that kind of uh, genre. But they're very much, like, outlasty, kind of like, mm, mm. you know, amnesia, very tense, building up the tension, sort of mm. like, you know, traditional horror, where it's like, you know... You don't see what's about to come. You hear about it and it's like, it it has a more slow pace. Mm -hmm. um, And then it gets into it. Whereas with Resident Evil 8, it feels like they're just like, 
yeah, you like liked the first <laughs> game in this like series. You like, you know, you didn't just like review bomb it and hate it across the board. We're just gonna go silly and over to the top like Resident Evil Four. Now it's like it's, it, it, it retains none of that DNA, like that survival horror DNA. It's just like we're gonna get you shooting well. So <laughs> it's basically Castlevania with yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think this is the big difference with how eight has drawn mm. me in. Absolutely, they yeah. have gone. We've already put you in this first-person perspective, and we've tried this uh, kind of idea where someone stalks around a building after you in seven, and uh, you know, and that does mm-hmm. bring a very slow pace to the game. Whereas eight opens you up, and yes, there you know is the inevitable kind of opening uh, of the game where you're with it for a few minutes and stuff happens and then it kind of launches you into actually sort of playing. A lot of that happened uh, um, kind of whilst you didn't have to move around and stuff. Whereas with Seven, you're moving through that initial sort of thing, which is why it's so slow. It's like, oh, I'm driving and talking a bit. Now I'm the one walking around and, oh, here's a house. Or let's go around here. Or let's see what this is over here. Or let's go into, oh, now let's go into the house. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you hit these steps. Whereas eight is like, some stuff's happening. Walk through this bit. Oh, with their building tension, their building tension, their building tension. Oh, shit. Now I'm just being fucking attacked by all of these, like, werewolf men. Brilliant. (laughs) And now I've got, like, a gun and four bullets. And I just have to navigate that thing it absolutely throws you straight in to mm-hmm. to that but it paces the game i mean they ice his wife in like the first two minutes <laughs> exactly like... but they pace the game <laughs> in a way that they do slow it back down and you have mm-hmm. then that being uh stalked around the castle by lady uh dimitrescu Everyone and again, I thought it was Dimitrescu, but it's Dimitrescu as everybody pronounces it, kind of in the game. Um, but you, you're stalked by her and her daughters, you know, through the castle. That that does come. They they put that back into it, but they, I think, have paced it much better in this game than they did in seven, or at least in the opening at seven. And I, I think I put in the Discord that I'd played more of eight in one sitting than I had of seven in all of the times yeah. I tried to, to go back to it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just grabbed me and captured me. And whilst it's not a limited kind of colour palette, it is quite sort of set. Especially when you're walking kind of around the village, but it changes things, it's you know, it, because you're outside it changes kind of like the time of day. So there is a little bit of variation there that the, the snow suddenly, and there's lots of different things that they do around that, which does change the environment enough. And then you get into the kind of the castle, Lady Dimitrescu's castle, and it's opulent and full of color and loads of detail. and looks beautiful. And you are stalked around these corridors uh, by, by her and it, it changes that, that up. You know, suddenly you're not like, oh, werewolf pop, werewolf pop, werewolf pop. Mm-hmm. But I've got to a point now where I've got through that stage and you go back to the village and it again gets you back into that more action-y werewolf, 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 werewolf. And I'm now mm-hmm. in another place to go to fight the next uh, kind of lord of the area of the village. And it slowed it right down again. Um, 
And in this section, it's changed it up a little bit in that the area, you know, the, the, the castle was massive. It, tons of rooms, loads of ways for me to kind of move about it and, and going, oh, here's an elevator, which take me back down to the entrance and, and linking of spaces. This one seems a lot smaller, but they've thrown um, cupboards that you can get into in it. And I don't know whether that's just to make you shit your pants and think that something big and bad is going to, again, stalk you around the rooms and you actually have to hide from it. Because uh, they've taken your gun, they've taken all my guns away as well. Um, is this the, this the creepy little... The little doll. Yes. Mm. So I, I've I've only started to uncover <laughs> what this area is. But again, it's it's it's, yeah. it's harking back to that kind of slower pace, being stalked around, you know, quiet, incredibly quiet spaces where you walk and you turn and you might brush up against something. You're like, oh, what's that noise? What, what, like, what was that? Is there something kind of? Yeah. Because I'm playing with yeah. headphones on as well. Uh, everything is like here, so it, it, it does really well in in just building that tension in these slow areas and i'd be interesting to see how this area is a little bit different to the castle and mm. then again how the next you know going to fight that lord uh, how their area is going to be that little bit different again so it's it's an intriguing game it's compelling as well I like i'm much more yeah, yeah. involved in kind of what's going on even though ethan is the fucking wettest he's the worst just just his shit yeah. he's so shit yeah yeah yeah. It, it, it's 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 honestly like just from an outsider looking at it, it seems like a game that has an absolutely identity crisis but it's like you hear so many people you know speak highly of it lord it i mean think it got i think many people had it as their like game of the year yeah. for ages you know so it's like it, it seems like something that could have gone completely the opposite way where it's like this is just a mess, you know, a tonal mess. But it seems like you know the, the strength of the gameplay is what what brings it up. So, and maybe that kind of like you don't know what's around the next corner because it is switching, you know, from the different paces is what you know propelled people through the game and really yeah, it, completely, so. completely. Yeah, and I, I think it's I'm, gl- I'm glad like come come and you know just throwing weird ideas at. Resident yes. Evil, you know, some some hit, some don't, but um, like Resident Evil Two Remake was my favourite game that year, so yeah. It's mm, and I, it's it's interesting to see how they've evolved as well from, you know, from those not the remakes but from the originals. How this and the pacing has kind mm. of gone, you know, whereas one was, uh, um, or one to three, say were a little more sort of tension building, exploration, puzzle based with those combat encounters in them and then four to five uh, four to six went very action heavy um and seven and eight have tried to find sort of almost a middle ground yes changing the perspective to first person but they've tried to find that middle ground between them and eight has ramped much more up into the levels of of resident evil four than than seven did seven felt very kind Mm -hmm. of oh i've got a gun but i will very rarely use it Whereas eight is here is a gun. Old yeah. school. Eight yeah, yeah. here's a gun. Upgrade yeah. it. 
Here, yeah. you know, you, yeah. yes, you're conserving ammo. You're you're combining items to give you ammo and things like this. But it feels much better uh, and more resi mm-hmm. than than seven kind of did, which limited when you were using your weapon to kind of boss encounters almost, which were the only kind of combat encounters I was having. That seems like the real resi though, when it's ammo con- conservation and. Seven talk it took it back to its roots, you know, as in, you know, back to like one and two and three, where it's like, yeah, ammo conservation and puzzles, very yes, puzzle heavy. Yeah. Um, whereas this is going back to like, as you say, four, five, mm. and six, which, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that they've taken the risk on these things. I mean, they maybe probably had to after like six, but it's, yeah. it's like there's been so many Resident Evil games, and they do you know switch up the formula more than more so than most big publishers Absolutely. with long running mainline series. So I gotta give them props for that. But Jesus Christ, do Dino Crisis eventually? <laughs> well, it's the biggest a crime in few gaming. New IP. What have we got yeah. next? Do some like new IP. Must have either do new IP or Dino. Prices, but if you're gonna mine old IP, why are you not mining the best of the old IP? Absolutely. Well, makes and, no and sense. More than likely, you'll get a new Dino Crisis. It will just be a first-person shooter. It'd be Turok. oh yeah, starring Chris Pratt, Turok, right? God, Lord. Chris Pratt will be like, "It's Don't me, Mario. Me I mean, Turok man. I mean, what am I being paid for this? <laughs> that much? <laughs> Shit." Uh, I thought this was a Jurassic... It's not a Jurassic? <laughs> How much? Yeah, anyway. I think I think they've got, like, if they wanted to, you know, they could throw out a Dino Crisis remaster, right? In the same vein that they did um, mm. sort of 2 and 3. But they could throw out a new Dino Crisis mm. using the engine that they've got because one of, one of the things with 8 is that... It's, and I don't know whether this is because I've got a new TV as well, and it's got all of the HDR sort of stuff kicking in, mm. but it is so... The lighting is so intense. It's Their engines so are good. Really good. Yeah. And they yeah. really... They, they Which is really the key good. to yeah, horror, completely. right? Like... They play with light and dark so, so well. You know, the radiuses of... You know, you've got some candles, and you can you know that the radius is sort of this, and then you've got your torch, and you can sort of see... You know, two meters in front of you, and that's kind of it reflects off mm. of certain things and dulls under in, in certain things. It's, it's really, really good at those slow and even the fast-paced kind of areas. Even when you're in the in the daytime, mm-hmm. th- those transitions between coming inside and outside of buildings as well. You know, you you, you see the light and your your eyes, not your eyes, but the screen adjusts to make it feel like you've yeah. just gone into uh, into a room and things. I think it's very telling that you said your eyes because what you're saying is the lighting system is so immersive yes. that you have been yep. tricked into thinking you're doing dilation, yep. Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, that's amazing. That's exactly what you want yeah. from a modern lighting engine because we can do that now. I mean, their engine is fantastic. Like, just the way everything looks, like the character models and everything. But yeah, the lighting's really good. Like, Resident Evil 2. You know, fantastic. Mm. Like that—that that is my touchstone recently for their modern um, output of right. games. And yeah, it looks it looks incredible. <laughs> you know? And that's what the Resi Two remake is three years old now. Twenty nineteen. Okay, two. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. almost. Because it came out early mm. that year, yeah. Nuts. Mm. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's one of those it that Capcom, as you said, Lucy, is just doing some insane shit with with Resi, and it's and it's great <laughs> they that are, they've yeah. they've they've just gone, yeah, just kind of do what we want with it. Like, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, give it to the, give it to this team and just see what they do. Because they were really poor at the start of the last generation, they were not doing anything, and it's like they they didn't know what. It, this definitely feels like they struggled when they didn't think they were going to struggle. And they really did the market re- to be honest, the market research on why the fuck do people like our games? Because mm. like the switch between seven and eight, I haven't played either of them, but I'm just talking about like the way people have described them is like seven was interesting and it was a really good return to form in some ways, but actually eight is the like put it into my veins nostalgia buff of what people remember or wanted. Like it's it's not actually how the games that actually played it's just it's like what if you only had to play the highlight mm. reel of mm-hmm. your memories of resident evil is, i think is the at least that's what it seems like it's been described right and you've been saying like oh yeah it just happens and it's like oh none of the old games actually just happened but we only remember certain parts of games and they realized that they could make a game literally preying upon the idea that we think that that like consumers who are fans of the franchise think resident evil always was like this but it wasn't and so then this becomes the quintessential resident evil game even though it isn't <laughs> and it's just like oh i mean and there's yeah. the only way you get there is being by being shrewd sure. and and but they didn't not make a good game so it doesn't matter because mm, because i know you listened to the best these are deal didn't i was just like, saying that's say that part was of like yeah that was like I don't know if it was recency bias on the heavy hearts, but I was like, whoa, they really like this game. It's like, I, it, from an outsider looking in, I don't understand that. I'd probably have to play it to understand it. See, I never really like got into Call the series. Yeah. I mean, you, but this is what I'm saying is like, I, I've read other articles and stuff. This is why I think mm-hmm. it's the, why it works is because it's, hey, the my mental highlight reel of Resident Evil games is like these all this series of intense moments, and they realized that they could they could design a game that is essentially the series of intense moments without as much of the drive around, have a gun, take a gun away stuff, which in film is really important, mm. right? Pacing and like lulls to make the because you aren't interacting so. You have to be lulled into, oh fuck, what just happened? Right when when a jump scare or a sh- shift happens. But with games, you're already so much more immersed that actually they figured out the lead time between being lulled into that false sense of security or just being surprised or being okay with. And now we're doing this and these shifts mm, is very yeah. different, especially in modern gaming. And I think that's what they did, right? And this because is, I, I mean, think, this is me just yeah. like meta aggregating things I've learned about the game, no, no, that's, that's, and that's and fine. riffing off of what Ben said. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I think where I prefer these games is the more traditional mm-hmm. survival horror, like very, you're in a mansion or you're in a police station or or, yeah. or something like that, and you are trapped in that, a house. Yeah, that, that kind of like. Metroidvania yeah. kind of thing where it's like, you know, I need this key, and only when I get this key, and, and that kind of puzzle the element to it. That's that's where I like the games, and that's why I like, you know, 
not fell off. Well, Resident Evil has never been my series, so I haven't played all of them. It's like never had that desire yeah, to. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But I like Dino Crisis, which is Resident <laughs> Evil with <laughs> dinosaurs. So I like. But that it's kind not of... though, right? It, it's like it is. It absolutely. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, it's like tank controls and the same engine, but it's it, it's not really the same. Like you, it is, it's, but it's better because it has dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm just saying, like uh, Dino Crisis. I didn't ever like you know you're not like feeling as stalked and you're, you're you afraid because the of the action. I think more than the dread. I guess is the difference. No, no, no I I still feel that dread. Like, mm. I think I replayed Dino Crisis like last year or something. Okay, well then I'll take your word for it because um, I haven't played it since I got it on the PSP when I hacked the PSP. Hack <laughs> the PSP! <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I like dinosaurs. I, I, My it, opinion I mean, doesn't care because I'm blinded by the dinosaurs. The cool yeah, dinosaurs. But so, Dino Crisis yeah. seems like the next perfect thing for them <laughs> to lean into. And they've got the engine mm-hmm. there to use and at some point, obviously, with them putting out two and three remakes, doing seven and eight, they'll do a nine, you would imagine, for Resident Evil as kind of the next mainline sort of game. But they haven't really got anything. And they're doing what, uh, um, kind of that, that episodic one that came out a couple of years ago as well. Um, yeah, Revelations. So they're, they're playing around with other bits too. But you would think that at some point they go, right, we're not maybe taking a break from Resi, but we've got nothing else to remaster. Uh, um, we're just going to be working on. <laughs> yeah, they're going to run out. We're just going to be working on nine for. And have you heard of the re remaster? Uh, got VR four in VR. <laughs> That's what four is the next one yeah, they suggested. Yeah, the remaster. Yeah, they're going to remaster all of them, and then by the time they get back to one, it'll be like, ah, but the volumetric lighting yeah. is so yeah. much better after the remaster of nine that we but can re remaster. We can they're three doing master. Four for sure. they're, they're going but to three-master do... things. They're going to remaster it a third time. At I least. can absolutely see them remastering five, but we'll six. just leave six. Just leave six alone. Just oh no! Six. Yeah. They, no, they'll 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 hire the fuckers who did the GTA remasters to do that one. They just need to get check it off the list. They don't need to put money into it. Like it doesn't have to be good. Which no one's going to care. Which... But if they don't do it, some asshole on Reddit is going to be like. When I wanted to play the whole series all the way through on my Xbox One XS. I don't even know if that's a system anymore. One X or one S? Yeah, that's what it... One triple X. Yeah. Next console. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like they'll they'll remaster all of them, but I don't think they'll put that much effort. I could see into them the... doing a five and six, like just a remaster, not mm, remake. Yeah, mm. no, that's what bundle I mean. yeah, them yeah. together and put them on Switch, and they look um, terrible. Uh, so, yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, it's because it's on the Switch." Uh... <laughs> Capcom, Capcom, if you're listening, I really like Resident Evil Eight remake. Dino Crisis, please. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you for yeah. done. It, it, it's coming now. That's it. We've, we've set the wheels yeah. in motion. Um. They'll they'll eventually run out of Resident Evil, yes, so they, they will have, have to. They have to go back to something. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll pick I mean, something they else. And um, yeah, they'll they'll be like lucky you can play as Leon Kennedy. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, Regina's dead. Doesn't matter. Yeah. As Leon Kennedy. It's like ah uh, yes, it's go. the new Resident Evil remaster of Mario yes. Kart. That's it. <laughs> you can play as Leon Kart races or, or something instead. Yeah, yeah. Something completely oh. different. Um, I mean. <laughs> 
At least it's not Konami's fucking pachinko yeah. machines yet. Yet. Uh, let's finish there. Apparently they're making games again. <laughs> but I know! I, that's kind of why I mentioned it, because I'm so happy that Konami realized that their IP was worth more than pachinko games. <laughs> it just had a big... It must have you had know, a big Having some of the, the most valued properties in one of the biggest industries in the world... It's only Might because be people can't go to Pachinko. Oh, that's true. That's why they're making games. They're like, oh crap. Um, oh no, that's right. The, the newest Konami games are going to be virtual Pachinko halls with the virtual in inside the new Metal Gear game. That's a bit too cynical. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make it a Metal Gear, but you have yeah. to like buy cosmetics for no, actual no, no. Metal Gear. You're going to play a Solid Snake <laughs> and then your first mission is to go into a building and it's a pachinko hall and then <laughs> the only machine you're allowed playing unless you unlock other ones is the Metal Gear one and then you're like, ah, oh, this this Metal Gear one sucks. Ah, oh, but I can play the Sonic the Hedgehog one because they paid Sega a little bit to have a mm-hmm. Sega a Sonic uh, pachinko machine and then you're just there as Solid Snake being like you can buy a Raiden skin for the uh, dick turret on Metal Gear. <laughs> Stick it on there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what is um, life? I don't even know anymore. Let's finish. Let's finish mm-hmm. for this week and talk about the beers that we have drank this evening. Um, I really enjoyed this deep thought. The the the, the vanilla mm. did come through uh, as I was drinking it. It's definitely what, what, it's definitely yeah. there. Um, I think it was more that the beer. As a first um, sip, gives you that big chocolatey, uh, uh, really big roasted and bitter notes on there. But as you drink it, and your palate becomes a little more aware, those vanilla, that vanilla sweetness does come through, and that bitterness just just, just drops down a little bit. Uh, but really nice, really easy to drink. I've you know I've sopped it over about an hour and a half, so. It's one that kind of hmm. sat with the flavour lingering very nicely afterwards. I haven't felt the need to knock back. Um, so uh, another good stout from Good Chemistry that I will uh, look to pick up again, definitely. Um, Lucy. Uh, mm. Two beers, which I think we probably know the answer to this this week, but you had a Birmingham beer or Bruco. Mm. Birmingham Bruco. Uh, no, Birmingham Brewing, which is... They, they, they colloquially refer to themselves as Brummy mm-hmm. Brewery. Um, mm. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it to them. Um, I, re- I, I really mm. like the uh, the Strata mm-hmm. single hop yeah. one from the Vader from uh, Free Hills. I really like that beer, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it's just it's it's not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> But it's just a really good, like it's a it's a really. I hate calling it a lager because it's not meant to be yeah. a lager. But it it tastes like a very. It's if this was on cask, I'd get several points mm-hmm. of this. It it tastes like one of those beers where it's like, yeah, you're at the pub, you want something on cask. It's. I think I think it's a bit more you know zippy because it is in the can, but it's like mm. you know very malty, very bready. It had that like smell of like fresh bread almost on yeah. on the aroma and just very biscuity, bit malty and yeah, it's just really really good. Lager slash blondale. Amazing. Um, you, it, but yeah, it proved my, me wrong completely. I, I thought it was for the, the, the three hills 
as a as a chewing. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good beer, but um, I think I think it's like maybe how you mood takes you, but it's just like. Maybe because it just inverted my mm. expectations completely. Mm. <laughs> it's like, this is not what I was expecting, but it's still really good. Yeah. Um, maybe that's where it's just one for me, but yeah, I, I really enjoy nice. it, as I say. Nice, nice aroma to it as well. Looks a bit strange, especially for a blonde ale, but mm. it, it, I really good. enjoyed it. Like, Excellent. Um, I haven't had one of their beers in a while, but. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to their tap room because they do do a lot on mm-hmm. cask, and sometimes it's just like, yeah, I, I, I would definitely ask for this. So, yeah, really, twist, plot twist. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'd advise you to get the uh, the Vader uh, unless um, you want a completely different beer to what is a bottle ale. So, <laughs> you know, if we have to mark things down, it's for. Not quite what yes. I was expecting yeah. what it says on the tin, but it tastes like a good, it's a good beer. Good, good yeah. lager. Yeah. Mm. It's a good beer at the end Pretty of the day, great. whatever it is. Nice. Yeah. nice. Uh, Adol, what are you going with this week? Uh, it's tough this week. I really enjoyed both beers. The um, Texas Sunday morning was simple um, and effective. It's, it had three hops. The Idaho 7, the Citra, and the Amarillo, and they all worked really well together. It sort of had this punch, slight, punch is a strong word. It had this start um, of this, like, lovely citrusy, sweet sweet citrus with a hint of a citrus tartness, but not like a grapefruit. And then it faded away and allowed a little more rich bitterness to Mm. come through. Um, But I think I have to give it to the... Imperial Pastry Stout Beer Club 21 from Nepomius and, and Pimney Club. Um, uh, for the, I, I did say I'd look it up. And episode 290, I had the Nepomucin or Nepomucans. It was their Yuzu, mm. Rich Yuzu Nipa, um, which I was like really pleasantly surprised by because it was like you could taste the juice, but it had some nuance and it was really interesting. I can't remember if I picked it over whatever else I had, but I'm going to give it to to that this collaboration just because, again, it's this 10% stout. They called it a pastry stout. I kind of get why, but actually it was just very drinkable. You got the chocolate and slight coconut. You got some some coffee and some roastedness, but it was just very drinkable and without being plain mm. like the the plainest thing about it is the chocolate notes are kind of like rich chocolate not like fancy mm-hmm. chocolate but like yeah it, it's just it, it flowed really well it, it was interesting it um it only betrayed its um strength strength because of just how velvety it is because of the alcohol but everything else was just really drinkable. But you could tell that that alcohol was helping stitch things together. It wasn't just like, ah, oh, this is a boozy drink for no reason. Like, it all just felt really tasty and really, really excellent. And, and and I think the key there is that slight coconut to give a bit a bit of sweetness at the beginning of the taste. And then that slight roastiness of the malts to just even it out to give you a longer finish such that you didn't need to go back. Even though, like, most of the taste was, like I said, that hit of sort of chocolatey... Uh, slight sweetness um, because you had that longer finish because it's just a little more refined 
you weren't forced to be like, ah, I am now, I don't have anything on my palate. I will refresh, um, which for a 10% beer is dangerous, right? Uh, I, I just think it's just really well made, um, really tasty. Uh, I, I could easily, as Lucy said with hers, have several of these, but uh, you probably shouldn't um, because it's it's quite well, boozy. But like, but the thing is, it's not boozy at all. Like again, yeah. it, it just tastes really good, and um, and it it is it's a sweet the quote, quote unquote sweet spot of stouts for me where it's boozy but doesn't taste boozy, but there's a reason mm-hmm. for it, which is a re- like that's a that's the trifecta I want, right? I love rich boozy stouts but i'm i'm quite happy with them not saying hey i'm boozy up yeah. front yeah um which is usually a tall order but this this collaboration just did it kind of effortlessly nice and so yeah, i'm giving it to them I, I know what you mean that's why i like like brewery oat beers because they they're very soft and they're very drinkable despite being high alcohol so i'm more in the camp of like i don't want things to be too rich and boozy because that's just not my palate or taste mm. anyway so yeah, like I, I just took a, something that feels full and like, yeah. I took yeah. a re- reasonably large sip because I know we're ending soon. Um, but I've had about like as, as we're wrapping up, I have a third. Of, I had a third of this beer left because I didn't need to grab it, and and it's like I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it, and that's great. Yeah. Even though I'm saying it has quite a tight sort of taste footprint. Mm. I think that's, that's like I said, it's just a tough needle to thread. Anyway. That that's my, my pick. Nice. Um, if you listener, viewer, friend, uh, uh, would like to let us know about the beers that you've been drinking, all the games that you've been playing, if you're enjoying Resident Evil uh, eight or even seven, or you've got a, a stout mm. to recommend to any of us, you can do so in lots of different ways. We are at Tanked Up Cast over on Twitter, or you can join us on the Out of Lives Net Twitter as well. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven. Lucy is. And uh, Adel is on Untapped. <laughs> <laughs> As we just talked about, how Juicy Lucy's like, nope, <laughs> fuck you, people. I'm at the Omniarch on all of the things. <laughs> Perfect. And if you want to come in, including thingy that I've I've literally in this episode because I was trying to figure it out, I have made myself private, so you can't add me to my mm. add my Untapped. I but I am the Omniarch on Untapped. You just. Yeah, I'm just invisible. Nice. To you. I think we're tanked up cast on Untapped as well, although we haven't we are, updated yeah. it for maybe three years, something like that, perhaps. Uh I have I yeah, I because I was on trying to figure out for Lucy what, what the privacy things were. I have three friends on Untapped. I have Ben, Lucy, and the unta- and the tanked up Untapped. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so at least <laughs> so at least we can see. I will never yeah, judge we can your see ratings. ratings are, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, if you'd like to be Adel's friend on Untapped and to see him never post much of anything over there. No, I've made it private. Then, you can't. You could always try and request him, but who knows? You, you can just yeah. die in a fire. Uh, if you'd like to join us on the daily and talk about beers and video games, you can join our Discord as well, the Out of Lives Discord, and, uh, and shoot one of us a message and uh, we will send you a link. Or you could go to outoflives.net, which is where we put all of the stuff that we produce about gaming and entertainment uh, and click on one of the podcast's uh, pages, and there is a link to the Discord there. Um, you can also use that site to listen to all of our episodes, or go to the YouTube channel to look at our beautiful faces and see the beers that we are drinking as we describe them. Exactly. Perfect example. Or, as some of you may do, uh, you can join us, Out of Lies Network, on Twitch. 
each and every week when we record live. You could probably, if you want, I don't know whether there's enough time, but we're going to be doing our end of year show at the weekend. And I imagine we will stream mm. it as we uh, as we go. It's probably going to be a bit of a big one. Oh, I'll, I'll... Um, I don't. I don't know why I thought that we. No, we don't have to. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. No, I'm just saying. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought. I also was like, "Where are we going to do this? Can we stream it? I don't know." It's that that's time of year. It's that time of year where we'll be doing our end of yeah. year show, which will not come out, I imagine, for a couple of weeks. You know, normally we drop it uh, in between Christmas and New Year because we will have the week off. Yeah, I think that's what. I think that's yeah, where yeah, my yeah. brain. So was. we'll record it yeah. live <laughs> at the weekend, but it won't come out <laughs> yeah. for like two hmm. weeks after that. Um, but you yes. can then listen to us talk about all of our favorite games over the last year, um, probably over some. Maybe not bigger, but over a bigger selection of beers, um, as mm. we probably have sort of three or four, depending on how I mean, long we go. I from. think we should. Uh, I mean, I, I assumed it was going to be an eight-hour game. Of the year was. Mm. It's going to be a ten-minute <laughs> podcast because we might all agree this year. Yeah. See, like done. That's it. Possibly best game. Cool. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top game? Nope, nope, nope. Ah, we disagree. Sorry, folks. Bye. Oh, you want to know what they so... were? No, no. We all just had a piece of paper out front, and we all looked at it, and we weren't the same, so we couldn't agree on a thing. It's, it's not Hades man. this year, folks. It's not Hades. It's quiet, man. <laughs> Every year. As it should be. Don't, I mean, yeah. don't worry about joining us for that episode. You know what the, the answer is. Um, but you probably should and you should probably go to your podcast service of choice and rate, review, share with a friend do all of those things that that service allows you to do and yeah and if you're watching us on YouTube uh, like, mm-hmm. subscribe but mostly uh, the, the algorithms are shit um, interact in a way on the medium of choice if you're on a podcatcher try and review us if you're on YouTube try and comment below telling us whether you agree with our resi things mm. or uh, opinions or whatever or like which beer you would like to have even if you're on the other side of the world because i know we do have listeners all over uh but yeah that that helps with the 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 ye old algorithms but also i because there's going to be some pedant i know that the y in old english is pronounced the so there's no the old ye old it's just the old but for purpose of comedy, fuck off. <laughs> ye olde. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ye olde doesn't... It, no one has ever there. said ye olde except people mocking uh, except the Except the past. Simpsons, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm English. I, 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 I mean, you know all the languages, Lucy. Surely you know, you know old yeah, you're the English, English linguist. Not, not Fict- fictional old English. <laughs> not not Victorian English. I wasn't born <laughs> that far back. I was born on St George's Day in St George's Hospital, but that's about as far as English the most as I British get. of all of us. Um, uh, I, I, the only yeah. the only thing I will finish on with Resi <laughs> Eight. They all speak very good English. Is it like Romania? Yeah, but that's a, that's yeah, a bit of the like the fictional conceit. Do you think they're speaking English, or do you think that the narrative is translating for you? 
To be honest, people in Romania probably speak better English. <laughs> so, than so why, why I say this is because, like, um, <laughs> some games and things will pretend like they're doing the like, oh, we're just translating, but then they put someone who clearly doesn't know the local language in, and they all converse fine. It's like, no, no, you can't get away with that. Like, is I'm it, fine with you translating for audience, but then you have to make it clear that's what you're doing. Isn't there a plot device in like Star War, Star Trek where it's like the Universal hmm. Translator? Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. early Star Trek actually had them have to like feed it through, which <laughs> I really enjoyed. Well, <laughs> but then by the time of TNG, it's just like yes, we have a Universal Translator, and also it live edits the mouth movements of the people we talk to on the visuals, such that when they go hi it looks like hi even though technically something is translating them saying hi and they could be like <laughs> also wolf i swear he's a to... werewolf is he not like you know werewolf <laughs> i need to go <laughs> they're the beers they're the games oh werewolf they're the places you can find us uh we will catch you next week we've been tagged up bye-bye <laughs> cheers <Werewolf. laughs> That's killed me. I need the toilet. Oh man, my brain went to so many different places with werewolf. I'm like, oh, there's de- they definitely have a games night on the on the Enterprise where they play werewolf. When it's like Wesley's like, oh, I got the wolf card. I have to be wolf. <laughs> the best the best bit about the next generation is when they do that whole neck episode and Worf's dressed up in his red. Robin Hood costume and he goes I am not a merry man yes a classic www.outoflives.net <laughs> <laughs>